Welcome to This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm your host, Leanne Sims, along with my partner in crime, Blair Beavers. Hello. And we are still on the road, and we are now in Nashville, Tennessee, y'all. And we are here speaking with Ashley Leary. Ashley, thank you for being on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. So you're a little bit different than most of the bartenders that we've interviewed so far in that you're not a mixologist, you're not a craft person. I'm going to say you're more of a shot in a beer kind of bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you are now working for Bakersfield? Bakersfield here in Nashville, yeah. Okay, but you've been a bartender for a long, long time, right? Yeah. Like eight years, ten years? Um, Ten years, I would say. Okay. I've, I've worked in restaurants for almost 18 now, but bartended 10. Okay, and before you moved to Nashville, you lived in Columbus, Ohio mm-hmm. for several years, and yep. you've been in Nashville for a year, almost exactly a year, Exactly right? a year, yeah. So before you left Columbus, you worked at the Rossi, mm-hmm. and you were probably their longest employee ever next to a couple of people, right? You were there for... I was there nine years, so I wow. think I was the person who was there the longest yeah. ever, so... Wow. And you were an extremely popular bartender there. Um, I mean, yeah. you, when you, when you left on your last day at the Rossi, it was their biggest day ever for yes. business. Yeah. And then you moved to Nashville and then you came back cause you had some stuff that you had to get from Columbus and you did a mm-hmm. uh, guest bartending at their sister restaurant. And that was their second biggest or one of their biggest nights ever. Yes. Because you have so many regulars, so mm-hmm. many people that follow you that want to see you. Mm-hmm. And that's gotta be, that must feel awesome to know that you have so many people that love you that much. It does. It's awesome. On that last night at Rossi, it was just, so busy like five people deep at the bars every table full on a wait and i just i guess i just didn't realize that many people cared or had that many regulars it was was, absolute mayhem yeah it was i felt so bad because i made i told everybody like come see me it's my last night everybody knew it was the last night so they all came and i felt so bad the whole time because it was so busy and i had to get drinks for all these people that i didn't like I was lucky to even be able to say hi, thanks for coming. To so even get that time. out, and I just felt so bad. I had all these people come, and I couldn't even talk or say my goodbyes or anything to them. So well, but crazy. I think people understood that. I don't think yeah. they were there. I mean, they looked around that. and like, yeah, yeah, I felt bad. But I think people just wanted to be a part of your last night at the Rossi. Yeah, so it was awesome. So you. How How is Nashville? Like, is it similar to Columbus? Is it really different? I mean, I know this is a super big touristy town. What's it like? So, it's way different. Um, in Columbus, the Rossi is in the middle of the short north, which um, people that, it was mostly people that just lived in the neighborhood, walked over. So, every person was a regular there. I would see 75% of the people that were sitting at my bar, I saw at least three times a week, if not seven for a lot of people, actually. So I knew every single person I was waiting on. I would see them walking up the street or crossing the street to come in. I would have their drink poured sitting on the table. So what's different here is 
I, there's a few industry people in Nashville that come in and sit at the bar. So we do have a few regulars. Um, but it's mostly, like you said, tourists and people you don't know. So it's not, hey, Bob, how you doing? What's new? What's going on? It's, hello, you're meeting a new person each time and you don't, it's not a lot of regulars. Mm-hmm. And the other main difference is this is, I work um, right off of Broadway in Nashville, which is the crazy, crazy strip where all the tourists really come. So it's just a lot of craziness, mm. <laughs> um, crazy bachelorette parties and yeah, crazy. I bet. So you said that you would see your regulars crossing the street and you'd have their drink ready for them. I think yeah. that's, well, I know that's one of the main reasons people love you so much, but mm-hmm. also you're a very funny person and it doesn't hurt that you're also very cute. <laughs> um, and you're, you're just really witty. You're easy to talk to. And I know people love that about you. And I know you've had some crazy experiences in your, in your bartending career. I know that, uh, there was a couple who wanted you to be their twa in their menage. Um, and <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but so that happened, that must happen to you a lot, like weird stuff like that, getting hit on. And how many number, yeah. how many phone numbers do you get slipped a night? I mean, not a lot a night, but I bet. in general, a, a lot. lot. <laughs> I, I would, I had, I've had like two or three of the menage a trois. That's wait, so wait, weird. You you, oh, you not had. had. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Offers. Offers. Oh, okay, okay. Just want to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you. That could have sounded bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, do you, do you, is that still going on? I mean, since we're in the Me Too movement and mm. like people are supposed to be doing that less, I guess. I get like yeah. people should be learning lessons yeah. from this. Is it still? Well, it hasn't happened to me yet in Nashville here. Okay. But I will say the menage a trois thing was ha- happened in Columbus a couple of times, but it was with people, I wouldn't say we're regulars, but I kind of knew a little bit through serving them multiple times in Columbus. So they felt a little comfortable uh, throwing that out there. Uh, Whereas, like I said here, nobody's really that comfortable here with me yet. So gotcha. stay tuned. Well, thankfully. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's, I mean, to each his own, but to me, that's just creepy. I don't even like talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, as we usually do during this podcast, we usually have somebody mix up a cocktail, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to have you open a beer. So let's uh, let's just open beer. It's my favorite. That was kind of a lame. That was a lame. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Yeah. So we're going to sip on this beer and uh, and talk a little more. How long are you planning to stay? Forever or? I don't know. I'm super torn. So it's only been a year and there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons and I'm still weighing them out uh could be another year could be forever is it different working Bakersfield is a chain right yeah well they have like seven okay locations they started in Cincinnati right? Uh uh-huh Cincinnati and then there's one in Columbus is there a big difference between because the Rossi they have lots of different restaurants but they're all in Columbus is Mm -hmm. it does it feel different working for a bigger franchise than a mom and pop franchise like the Rossi is? Yeah, kind of. Like at the Rossi, I just did whatever I wanted when I wanted. 
here. It's cool, but there's like still rules. I can't just do whatever I want. Have you ever met the owner of Bakersfield? Uh, there's three, and I've met one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference because you knew the owners of the Rossi. Yeah. You knew them. They're like, you could, you knew them very well. So that, that's yeah. a little different. Yeah, I would see them all the time and knew them. But yeah, the owners here don't live here. Yeah. Ashley, you're a pretty bold person, um, and so you, you'll just pretty much say whatever is on your mind. You don't give a shit. Anything. Um, yeah. And like it or not. And when it when yeah. it's closing time, everybody needs to get the fuck out, right? Get the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. And I can remember you telling me stories of uh, people at the Rossi that didn't want to leave when it was time to go, or maybe they were pat. What was it? The guy was passed out or partially. He, he was like, he just like had his head on the bar and wouldn't get out at closing time. What did you do? Um, he was sitting right where the water gun is, right behind the bar. So, and he was like laying there when it moved. So I uh, poured water on his head <laughs> <laughs> from the gun. Did he wake up? Yeah. It took him a minute to get out. He was like, he started cussing at me. He was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, what the fuck? You. You get out. That's what I'm telling you. And then eventually he did. Did you ever have to throw Blair out of the Rossi? Hey, no. No, no comment. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe once. Yeah. Maybe twice. Maybe twice. Mm-hmm. So you said you have regulars and you know what they drink. How, how, do, you, how do you remember what everybody drinks? Well, like I said, a lot of these people come in five times a week. So five times a week, after week after week, you just make you just it so it. many times. And also, they're drinking five of them each oh, yeah. visit they're there. So I'm making... So through, through repetition. You're yeah, right. I'm making Andy a whiskey and diet five times a week, every week. I'm going to remember that. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> So, Ashley, are there any things uh, in particular that your customers do that really just annoy the shit or, out of or you? Or people in general. <laughs> yeah. Not your customers, but... Yeah, people um, in general. When you're on the job. Yeah, I would say it's really annoying when you're busy behind the bar and the customers can see you're busy and they're snapping or waving their hands or screaming their name at you. Like... I know you're there. I know you need a drink. I'll get to you. I see you. Don't snap at me or yeah, wave your hands. Yeah, or bang your uh, glass on. Or bang your glass. Oh <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's just good common <laughs> etiquette for any bar. Yeah. Really. Don't just don't do that. don't do that. Just sit then, patiently. Yes. And then even worse than that, sometimes they will desperately flag you down like they are dying for a drink, and then you go over there even they're annoying as shit doing that and then they turn around to their group of five friends what do you want what do you want what do you want they don't even know their order like you just flagged me down like that and you don't even know what you want you <laughs> maybe do that when you're ready and have your order then <laughs> do you find that people tip pretty well these days do people uh, realize that 20 percent is the baseline tip or do you still have cheap people that do 10 I would 15. say yeah generally it's 20 percent but then here and there you get the 15 percent people I'm like that's is it like a, a specific group is it like older people or younger people or a few 
uh, older people, yeah, like because they don't know. Yeah, it's kind of changed from fifteen don't. to twenty. They they right. they generally genuinely don't know. I think. Yeah. Um, also, I find here like the tourists kind of tip crappier. Really, I don't know why that huh. would be. You would think they would get drunk and over tip. Mm-mm. Or maybe they yeah. just get really drunk and lose their ability to do math. That <laughs> happens to me. Sometimes. I wish it was the opposite <laughs> way, though, for, like, the larger tip. But, yeah, I don't know why that is. As but. a as a, a customer, I sometimes will have too much to drink, and I'll wake up the next day and be like, oh, oh shit, did I tip them enough? I've, I, I think I've texted her a couple of times <laughs> to make sure I tipped it. He's texted me, I think, to be like, did I pay my tab? <laughs> Period. <laughs> You did. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I remember. What do you do if somebody doesn't pay their tab? What happens? So you basically have to... One of two things will happen. If you know them, like if it was Blair, I would void it off and write a note and I would re-ring it in the next time I saw him so it would get taken care of. But a lot of times, if you don't know the person, you can't track them down, the bartenders will just have to take the hit out of their tips. Oh no. Sometimes, yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. So sometimes if your manager's cool and it's a couple drinks, they can comp it off, but a lot of times you have to take the hit. Say they left a twenty dollar tab, you and that other bartender split the loss out of your tips at twenty dollars. That's a bad or yourself, whoever it is. Yeah. Are are you allowed a certain number of free drinks per night or per week or yeah. what's the- Yeah, both at the Rossi and Bakersfield Um, And most bars, they have a comp tab. So just for either for regulars, you want to buy a drink here or there, or for new people that you want to come back, they'll give you a comp tab to buy them a drink. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So is it like a a monthly tab or a nightly tab? Like a nightly tab. Nothing too high, like $15 to $25. That's nice. I Just buy a couple good. of drinks. Yeah. That's a good business practice. Yeah. Gets people to come back. Yeah. They appreciate your buying them a drink. Is it better? That's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it better to give your tip in cash or is credit card fine? What's the, what's better? Both are fine, but cash is better. Um, so most places now, your tips all go on a paycheck that you get later you don't get the tips that night most of the time and then that money gets taxed off so say you left me a ten dollar tip after the taxes get taken out i don't know i'll get seven dollars out of that ten dollar tip so you just paid three dollars to nothing <laughs> i see so if you leave that cash well, i nothing, get that yeah I'm not nothing Sam. but not me <laughs> Okay, so if you leave cash, you get to take that cash. Yes. But if somebody leaves a tip on your credit card, you got to wait for your paycheck. Yeah. And then... And you wait two weeks to get it. That's the other... Yeah, good point. Downside yeah. to that. Okay. All right, listeners. And uh, leave cash. cash. Leave cash. cash tips go into a like a tip jar, uh-huh. and then that's divvied out between yeah. the workers. Okay. Yeah. Bartenders just split that up. That seems kind of unfair to me because, like, I know at the Rossi, a lot of the people came in because you were there, mm-hmm. and you're a hard worker, and so you... Thanks. Like, <laughs> I felt like it was unfair that you split all the tips, but I guess how are so you... I, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess there's really no There's no way to do that because solution. I'm waiting on you, and the other bartender is waiting on you. Right. So you can't... Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. I guess it all works out in the end too because yeah. then 
my other co-bartender say she gets some $50 tip on 50 and then I get to share that with her too. So it all comes back around and true. equals out. So yeah. everybody benefits from everybody's good tips. That's true. <laughs> good teamwork. Yep. All right. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much. And we can't wait for you to move back to Columbus. (laughs) We will see. Stay tuned. All right, listeners, I want to say thank you to our producer, Greg Hansberry, who isn't here, but um, he will be editing this, so we'll give him credit. And thank you to the biographer for our original music. And Blair, take us out. Always remember to drink responsibly and tip appropriately and always be cocktail curious. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.